cliffcentral.com. Hey, Bodge. Hey, Gareth. Welcome back. Thanks, man. Nice to see you. Yes, you too. What's been happening? I was listening to your uh, your travels uh, oh. um, with Ben. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, you, have yeah. you been to Istanbul? No, I haven't actually. Um, you know, I uh, I've spent uh, the last decade and a half traveling for business, which um, you know I don't know how much business gets done in Istanbul. Maybe you can tell me, but um, you know, I've been I've been traveling the first world countries. Fortunately yeah, or unfortunately, yeah, I, I mean, know. unless you, you're not really in the business of like Turkish carpets or, you know, that kind of thing. No. So I understand. Aladdin. It's a really, listen, I'll say this. Um, and people have, have said to me all my life, it's one of those places you have to go to. It's like a, a must do, uh, you know, a place you have to see once in your life. So I think that's pretty amazing. Um, and, and the fact that okay. so many people go there and they, they feel changed by it in some way. I mean, you know, that happens with, with people who go to, you know, if this, especially if they're religious or, or you're looking for some cultural significance somewhere. I just went to have a quick break and it was five days and it, it was amazing. Just as, a, as an ordinary tourist having a good time, I can only recommend it. Wow. Wow. Well, welcome back. Glad you're here. All right. Look at this. Uh, here is Ancient Ether who says, Borge is my favorite guest since the departure of Gord. Definitely getting a like from me. And by the way, while we're on that, like and subscribe. Otherwise, the YouTube channel is a pointless exercise and we will go back to just doing podcasts. So please like and subscribe. Otherwise, it uh, you know drives the producers crazy. And I get uh, people shouting at me in, in the office when I go in. So just do it. Okay. So, Borge, what's on the schedule for today? Well, um, you, you know about uh, the Hurricane Ian at the moment in Florida. Yeah, it's done a Pretty huge sure that, amount of damage. Uh, in, some, in some way, shape, form. Mm -hmm. But uh, an interesting thing that occurred with uh, Hurricane Ian is it blew um, layers off a billboard. Oh, shit. So uh, that is a billboard from 1996 <laughs> um, for a Dodge. Wow. So are you telling me when they when they put these billboards up they just put the new ad over old ones? Well, it seems like in America they do. I mean in South Africa it doesn't look like they do that. I mean the the, the you know you've seen the cloth that they put over these mm. billboards. I've seen them take the old one down and put the new one up in, yeah, in America. It looks exactly. like uh, maybe that was the hard background surface and then they decided to use the covers after that. But um, this was the original billboard from 1996. 1996. Jesus. I mean, that is a long time ago and that is a very old Dodge Caravan in that ad. It is. It is indeed. <laughs> so, uh, um, so the billboard got its layers blown off and um, revealed the 1996 Dodge Caravan. And uh, at the time, it was a very popular car. Um, you know, the the, the, the the car was one of a kind. Now it's got lots of competition and uh, it took off. And uh, apparently this Hurricane Ian has also destroyed about 50,000 cars in the United States. Oh, my God. Um, I saw there was a bit of a flash flood in Elberton and Mayersdal on, what was it, Tuesday, when there was that little thunderstorm, the first uh -huh. rain of, of, you know, October and the, and the, uh, the summer. Apparently, people were driving in water that goes up to your window. Now, can a car handle that, George? If your engine gets wet, doesn't the car just seize up? Well, the, the, the most important thing is not to get the air intake 
in the water because that's when the car will get st- totally screwed. And now most cars, that's, and that's most pretty time, low, right? It's it's in the front uh, on the bonnet. It's in the bonnet. So it's it's probably – you can probably reference the height of your window sill. That's probably where about – the air intake slightly lower than that. Shit, okay. um, so if you get into water that is halfway up your door, you're starting to get into t- t- uh, trouble territory. And for most cars, I mean, you know, not a lot of people are driving very, very new cars. I, I reckon if the water is halfway up your door, there's probably some water in the car. Probably because the seals are going to deteriorate over time. So um, <laughs> exactly, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, I heard. You know, I heard you guys you know talking we... about this on the on the Auto uh, Trader show the other day, the Auto Trader podcast. You were saying that a lot of cars in South Africa are, are very, very old. That's very true. I mean, there's a study that shows um, uh, that, or should I say, suggests that uh, the average age of cars in South Africa are about are hitting for about nine years, and um, there is a law that's passed that says that um, if a car reaches ten years, you have to have it checked out and made roadworthy, or check that it is roadworthy every two years after that. That law is in place, but the minister has to set a start date, which he hasn't done. <clears throat> so, so that law is there, ready and waiting to go. And I'm assuming that the government is waiting for the average age of cars to, you know, slide even further. Mm-hmm. On Auto Trader, as a matter of fact, we don't see that. Um, the average age of cars on Auto Trader is um, is no more than about five years old. Five years is not so bad. You and I. It's not so bad. You and but, I are both um, coughing this morning. A, do you think this? Do you think it's it's because we haven't had a proper rain yet? I mean, I've had like a bit of a scratchy throat all week, which is a bit weird, considering, you know, yeah, I, I just got back from holiday and I, I I felt pretty good. I've been training every day. Something scratchy in in the throat here. There's something in the air. I think there's something in the air, and this yeah. um, <clears throat> this frog yeah, keeps wanting it. to like jump out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So, in other so words, excuse me, like, are you saying that every car over ten years should probably get roadworthied again, and that you probably shouldn't keep a car for that long if you can possibly help it? Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of old classic cars that uh, that are beautiful, um, but we've got to acknowledge one thing: technology advances all the time, mm-hmm. which means that cars are getting safer and safer and safer as time goes on. So uh, it stands to reason that older cars are going to be unsafer, not because of their age, but because of the technology um, and then because of the age. So uh, it is probably a good idea to not have a car older than, you know, nine, ten years. Okay, cool. All right. Very good. Useful info and one of the reasons you should be listening to the Auto Trader mm-hmm. podcast every week. Uh, make sure you don't miss it. What else you got for us today? Well, um, there was this pumpkin patch. Um, Gareth, in uh, Temple, Texas, I was um, owned ju- by the I, Robinson family. I'm sorry. When you say pumpkin patch, I immediately think of the kids' TV show from the, what uh-huh. was it, the 90s and Wuffles and uh, what were they? Uncle Bill and uh, uh-huh. Freckles and Speckles. That's all. I, I'm sorry. When you said pumpkin yes. patch, I just I almost stopped listening and went back into my childhood. Okay. So this is an actual <laughs> patch of pumpkins in America. Okay. Exactly. Actual patch of pumpkins that um, um, is, a, is a farm owned by the Robinson family. And uh, 73 vehicles got set alight in the parking area of this pumpkin patch. Look at that. Um, 
by somebody that chucked, apparently, the, the firefighters try to, you know, they're very good at locating or, or establishing what the start, the cause of the fire is. And uh, apparently by someone's cigarette butt in the grass. Oh, wow. So this was a grass field and uh, got set alight. So, you know, this is the fate of um, cars if uh, a field gets set alight. So just be careful if you park on a patch of grass that is a little bit grown, maybe mm. in winter, especially in Johannesburg. Yeah, listen, uh, one of the things that really bothers me is the way some people just throw cigarette butts out of cars. And um, a mate of mine was telling me the other day, he actually saw a woman doing this and drove up and parked next to her and then said to her, what the hell is wrong with you? You just threw a cigarette butt out. It's, you know, the grass is still dry. This was obviously before we'd had any rain at all. He said, you could have started a fire. It's really gross to litter. And this woman started like shouting back at him. People won't even admit when they're wrong. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, um, it's 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 really terrible. People in general throwing things out of their cars. Mm. I, I see it all the time, and you know, you can't you can't really do everything about every incident. Um, I did see a, a funny video one day though, where um, somebody threw something out of a car. I don't know whether it was in South Africa or internationally, but somebody threw something out of a car <clears throat> and this guy went to the bin trash can, mm-hmm. you know, took stuff out, walked up to the guy's window and chucked it all inside his car. <laughs> I love that. Um, because he had thrown something out of a, out of a freaking car. Yeah, that's good. I, I like seeing things like that. I, I'm, I'm one of those people who would do it, but then, you know, this little voice in the back of my head says, no, just be careful. You don't know whether that person isn't a complete psycho and they have a gun or a knife or God knows what else. It's one of the reasons I've uh, become a little more careful about road rage is that you, you don't know what you're dealing with. You know, someone might be having a really bad day and they have a Glock in their door. You, you don't necessarily need to end your life by <clears throat> arguing with someone in traffic. There are better things. There are better ways to die and better things to die for. Don't end your life out of a, uh, from a piece of rubbish. Exactly. That's exactly right. Right. We'll get over. And it. then, very finally, Gareth, uh, I thought I would, um, you know, talking about uh, getting stuck tires. Um, how do you repair a nail that has punctured your tire? Now, what I would suggest is, first of all, you need to keep one of these. You can buy them at Macro Builders Warehouse. Um, it's a it's a tire plug repair kit. Okay. Um, and they're not very expensive. All right. Keep it in your boot. I would suggest that. Um, but how do you actually fix a tire using one of these? The first thing is when the nail is inside the tire, the tire is not going to go flat and, you know, unless you pull that spike out. Mm-hmm. So obviously the first thing you need to do is pull it out. Next thing you need to do is ream the hole. The hole has to be, um, you know, almost made into a better hole, for lack of a better word. <laughs> um, you have to ream the hole, which is a little... <laughs> little file thing that you get in this package. Yeah. Um, ream the hole. And then the next thing is you use the spike with this gluey, icky thing that plugs the hole and you shove it into that it, uh, hole, pull the spike out and the plug stays. Uh, just for those people who've just joined the podcast now, we are talking about fixing a tire. All right. Uh, I can well, I can well imagine somebody just coming on now and going, what the hell is George talking about? That sounds appalling. Listen, um, that, that little rubber thing, they've done it uh, to several tires of mine over the years. And the guys at the garage usually have this equipment as well. So they can often do it for you. 
And, you know, you obviously have to pay them a little bit of a fee there or a bit of a tip, but they, they're more, more than happy usually to do it. Um, I've seen them do it before. They are probably better equipped to do it than, than you in terms of experience as well. But what you're saying is true. You should have one of these in the boot. It happens all the time. People leave screws and nails lying around. They end up in tires. It's bound to happen to, to, mm -hmm. to you at some point. Exactly, exactly. So right. your useless piece of information or useful piece no, of information very for useful. Friday. Very useful. And Congo Chris says, I keep the aerosol foam that seals the leaks from the inside. It's usually good for 70 kilometers. Um, yeah, Congo Chris, that does work in an emergency. <clears throat> I would definitely consider that. You've just right. got to be a little bit careful with the, with the, with that foam. Um, and that is if you don't get driving quite quickly with the foam inside your tire, it does create a ball inside the tire, which then, um, will create vibration. Um, oh, no. So, stuff, you, so this thing will be rolling around inside the tire? Well, no, it'll be stuck to one side. So okay. <laughs> uh, so the, the principle with those aerosols is you've got to get going quite quickly so that the foam can spread around the outside of the tire so that there's this okay. even kind of gooey glue. Awesome. All right, George, thank you very much. As always, useful, informative, and do not miss the Auto Trader podcast, which is on cliffcentral.com right now or on all the podcast networks, all the, all the platforms, Apple, Spotify, etc. Cliffcentral.com.